Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. everybody and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley and I look forward to talking to you today when this podcast and radio show. So I'm always careful to give you my straight and unbiased answers to any questions you have I have as long as they're financial questions we'll talk about. I don't have an agenda. I really don't. It's April 5th, 2022 and what are we, what, second day into the year? Uh, so, you know, the market's not acting very well. Justin and I were talking about it this morning, about what the market's doing and what we foresee. You know, and it's almost impossible to predict the market. But you can, you know, after a history of watching it, I mean, we're talking about a history of decades. I'm pretty convinced that the market's not going to act very well in the summertime. And it's not any secret. It's not, I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, shy about or you know, deceptive about why I think that. It's pretty clear. I think that because I think the Fed is going to be raising rates. Why? Because they said they are. And they're going to raise them a lot. That's what they said. Now, I also think that they're trying to control inflation, and they may not raise them as many times as they say they're going to raise them because that really is going to hurt the economy. And I think they'll slow down at some point. But for the time being... The market is not liking what they hear. They don't like the the, uh, the agitation of interest rates. So I, I just don't think as the summer goes along, they're meeting in May, beginning in May, and you know I think I think that's the next meeting day, and they're going to raise rates. How, will they raise a quarter or a half percent? We were talking about that. Is it a question? Maybe they'll raise it more this time than they did the first time. But that would be very unusual. Most likely it's a quarter point, but they could do a half. So the result is a lot of volatility. And we're just going to have to get used to it because it's going to continue. I will do my best to provide accurate analysis and information and help with strategies if, if you ask about them. And I'm going to do that on the radio show and podcast right now. You come first. You drive the show in the direction you want it to go, so you get to ask the questions. And, of course, you are responsible for your own personal financial future, so it's imperative that you understand what you're doing and what the market can do to you if you're going to invest in the market. So you need to be vigilant and careful and knowledgeable. So on this podcast, we will operate with our same mission statement, 
independent thinking and shared success, meaning we'll give you uh, the facts as we know them, we'll report accurately, and we'll try to be as honest as we can with everything we say. Doesn't mean we'll always be right, though. It's impossible to always be right. But we'll try our best. I encourage you to contact me. Your financial investment questions are very welcome. You drive the show, so it's up to you. In fact, you can call right now. We're live at 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday, so we're live right this minute. So, But right now, I guess we're going to go to the voice bank where we have lots of backed-up questions. 888-99-CHART is our number. Hello, this is Jeff from Woodland, California. I like uh, your take on uh, Whiting Petroleum, WLL. Uh, it looks like they're making tons of money, and their PE and now next year is going to be around four. I'm uh, interested in what your opinion is and what a probably a good entry point would be. I enjoy your program. Thank you. Whiting Petroleum, symbol WLL. Yes, uh, looks like you're correct about how much money they're going to make. Uh, engaged in exploration and production of oil and gas, primarily in the Permian Basin in, and Rocky Mountains. So they're out of Denver, Colorado. Um, let's see what I can tell you. Uh, they lost money for years, and then in 2021, they started making money. They made $13 a share. And then this year they're going to make two thousand. They're going to make nineteen dollars and eighty nine cents a share. Next year twenty one dollars and forty five cents a share. It's a seventy eight dollars stock. So you're accurately on, accurate on your PE ratio. Turn equity is very high at thirty seven percent. Management owns one percent. Mutual funds own sixty four percent, and they've been pretty heavily buyers in the last year or so. Um, they're going to make. You know they've been growing their sales. Uh, over, well over 100% for the last three quarters. Before that, 26% growth, and before that, four quarters row shrinkage sales. So they've obviously pumping some oil right now and getting big bucks for it. Is it worth more than the current price? Probably, and it's an upward, you know, you ride the ride as long as you can. You stay with it as long as you can. If you've owned it and you made a ton of money already, I put a tight stop. I might take some profits. If you want to get into it, you want to be a buyer of it, just I also would have a tight stop because at some point the ride will end. Okay, No one knows when that happens. But it is underpriced. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question. You invest in the stock market, should you also consider the metaverse and cryptocurrency? That's going to be our main issue we'll discuss, focus point today. Um, also, I want to talk about Elon Musk, 9.2% uh, ownership of Twitter. Hmm? Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, US, the U.S. stops Russia bond payments. Now, how can we do that? How can we stop Russian bond payments? Um Crypto, uh, crypto taxes on gains. Do you know how you treat those? Cryptocurrency taxes on, on your capital gains? Is it different than stocks? And finally, um, I want to talk about one of the uh, Federal Reserve governors and a speech she recently had. And what does that mean for us as investors? Because she said, they, she said what the Fed's going to do. 
So let's let's talk about that a little bit. I think that might be very interesting. Um, my trivia question today concerns the size of the average U.S. home today and through the decades. Size of the house going back decades. The average house. How'd the market do? Down. Didn't like today at all. The Dow was down 281. The Nasdaq down 328 points. And the S&P was down 58 points. So we started off the year pretty negative so far. Of course, it's only two days in the trading. And it's the first two days of the second quarter. Second quarter. And remember the old saying, go away in May. I think the summer is going to be difficult. We've had a nice little rally. Do you think it's going to continue? Uh, I have my doubts. We'll see. We will all see together, won't we? So we're moving into a break right now, but I'm not going anywhere. My phone lines are open, and I want you to call me. Call me with any financial questions you might have. The number's always the same, 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin said a quick question on the, what your guys' opinion was on the difference between Enbridge, Echo, November, Bravo, and the Canadian National Resources. Charlie, November, Quebec. I currently own CNQ. I like the PE ratio and it does pay a decent dividend. I like the natural liquid production that they do have within their business line. Wondering if you would diversify into Enbridge as well. Thanks. Looking to hear it on the show. Bye-bye. Okay. It's hard to compare people. So when you ask this type of question, it's very difficult. It's got to switch back and forth software to the two companies. So I would, I would like, I would ask that you not do that because it's so difficult. CNQ, Canadian Natural Resources, is a Canadian company engaged in oil and gas exploration and production of Western Canadian and North Sea and West Africa. And it makes lots of money. Uh, it's going to make $8.13 this year, then only $6.78 next year to $62 stock. So that's about a 10, 11 PE. So remember, it's engaged in oil and gas exploration and production in Western Canada. That's CNQ. Now, LN, LNG, okay, operates the Sabine Pass LNG receiving terminal through its 49% interest in the Shanine Energy Partnership. Very different company. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, oh, E-N-B. E-N-B. I'm sorry. That's E-N-B. Okay, sorry about that. E-N-B. Uh, Canadian company engaged in distribution of gas to 3.8 million customers in Ontario, Quebec, and New Brunswick. So this is just a this distributes gas as opposed to exploring it and you know refining it. So you've got two pretty different companies. This one pays a 5.8 percent dividend, and I don't think that's in danger at all. But it's going to make two dollars and fifty three cents next year. It's a forty six dollar stock, so it's more expensive, right? I mean, it's what twenty 
19 PE. So that's at the high of its PE range. Um, and it has a decent amount of debt. CNQ, on the other hand, uh, they pay a 3.8% dividend. They have a decent amount of debt, but not as much. So they're two different kinds of companies. So uh, so it's hard to say, well, which one's better? Both of them done very well. Uh, both of them, uh, the CNQ is probably a less expensive stock uh, than the other one. It is a less expensive stock than the other one, but it pays a less dividend. And so it's a coin toss. Okay. Let's go to Eric in San Jose. Hi, doing Eric. He wants to talk about LNG. Okay. Hi, Eric. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Uh, you, you brought up LNG there earlier, Shamir Energy. Um, I bought them at about 107, and they're currently at roughly uh, at about 140. Uh-huh. Um, I'm wondering if I should hold on or, uh, you know, take my profits and run. Well, I would, I probably hold on, but I would, might follow with a pretty tight stop because it's still in an upward trend. You know, it hasn't broken its trend on the downward side yet. So I'm thinking you stick with it as long as it stays in that upward tw- trend. But you might want to be pretty tight on your stop so you don't, you know, in case the trend is break- broken. Uh, but even then, you may only sell half, and not all of it, because it still has very good fundamentals. Okay, this is a, yeah. op, you know, it's op, it's it's operating the, you know, a pass uh, Sabine Pass LNG receiving terminal, liquid natural gas. Everybody is what that stands for, uh, and I think it's got it's got legs, and I think you want to run with it as much as you can. I wouldn't be anxious to sell it, but I would put a type stop on it if I have that kind of profit on it. Okay? Good luck with it. Thank you. Thanks. A good pick. Good job. Um, let's see. Let's look to let's look to an iTunes review question. I was thinking about investing in Mulan Automotive and just went just want to know your thoughts on the company. L M U L N. M L M U L N. I don't have a minute. Uh, okay, electric vehicle. I think we need to take this over to the next, over to the next uh, break. After break, guys, we got to take a break. I was thinking about it. You know, so let's let's go ahead and take our break here, and I'll get to Mullen. It's Mullen Automotive. After it, you listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. The number is eight 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 ninety nine chart. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. 888-99 chart. I was talking about Mulan Automotive, and this is a story stock. It's still a story stock. Uh, electric vehicle company, of course, there, there's everybody, oh, your eyes get wide when you talk about, oh, electric vehicle company. Operates various verticals of business focused within the automotive industry. Hmm. However, they don't have any reportable sales. 
It's a $95 million company, so ultra-tiny. Ultra it's a $2.72 stock. They've never made money, but this year they have it scheduled to make $0.75 cents a share. And it's a big social media darling, and it's been up and down and up and down. Right now, at $2.75, many people, many amateurs will look back and say, Gee, it's been as high as $100 a share. Why would I not be in that? I mean, it was $14 a share just a year ago. Well, three years ago, five years ago, in 2015, it was $143 a share, as low as $5 a share. In 2020, it was under $1 a share. Never made money. So it's a story stock. Doesn't have sales yet, reportable sales. And a negative $5 a share, I wouldn't buy it. It's not for me. I don't like to buy companies that are this volatile and this risky. Just not for me. Let's go to John Temecula. Hi, John. Hey, how we doing? Good. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Hey, appreciate uh, all that you guys do. You've been listening to the podcast for over a year now, and uh, it's really great. great. Thank you. Um, hey, I was listening. You're welcome. Um, hey, I was looking at, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, LRCX. Uh, Lamb research and thinking mm -hmm. that you know the chip area, especially in machinery, might be a way to go with um, you know Intel building some things in in the U.S. and some some of the manufacturing moving around. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what you think uh, of the space in general and what might be a good entry point for for them. I, I know BlackRock just dumped about 10 million shares and it it, it took a, a dive today. Um, I'm just wondering what your perspective is. Okay, Lamb Research Company, a very good company, headquarters out of Fremont, up in the, you know, so it's in the Silicon Valley. Manufactures etched and clean systems used in wafer fabrication equipment for the semiconductor industry. So obviously it's very cyclical because the semiconductor industry is cyclical. Right now they're having a pretty big shortage of, of chips. So you might think that, well, then this company who, uh, who supplies chip makers with the equipment they need to make more chips, right, you know, should do well. And they are. They're scheduled to make $33 a share this year after $27 last year, and next year, $38 a share. It's a $503 stock, so selling what, about a 17, 18 PE? And a year, five-year range is 7 to 25. So, the, you know, that's a great company, but their industry is very volatile. So it has usually very large swings and ranges of their PE and price of their stock. But they have $30 cash flow. I mean, it's, it's a solid company. It pays 1.2% dividend. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds own 51% of the company. Uh, and there's not – this is may have trouble pushing higher because the mutual funds – are not buying it. They're not selling it, but they're not buying it. So that's as of the end of March. And so I don't have the most recent month. You know, um, I, the, so I think, well, end of March, just re recently closed. So I think they're, since they're not buying it, they might be taking some profits because it's done so well. Um, will it, do, do you, if you really want to own this company, it has support at around $500, which is right close to where it is. So it can go as low as about 480 and between 480 and 500, we're strong support. But this is going to have some pretty good swings in it. You got to be prepared for that. Good company, though. Very good company. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Nick and Hayward. Hi, Nick. 
Hi, Steve. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Good show. Thank you very much. Uh, looking at this stock, uh, has to do with semiconductor equipment. It says KLIC. Mm-hmm. You think this might be a good entry point because the numbers look uh, not too bad, you know? I yeah, want your opinion, are, please. Yeah, the numbers are pretty solid. And around $50 is a pretty strong, 48 to $50 is a pretty strong support. And it's been coming off of 62, coming down. It's at 53 now. So um, I would wait to see if it holds 50 uh, before I enter it. But that would be a good entry point between 48 and $50 a, point, uh, a share. Manufacturers, um, it's a Singaporean company, Singapore. Manufacturers wire, dye, ball, wedge, bonders, wafer, dicing blades for the semiconducting packaging and equipment markets. So same kind of space, you know, that technical support space for the for uh, semiconductors. And it makes money. $6.43 this year and five ninety next year. So it's a good, strong stock. There's, there, there's your buy point. Sales are coming down a little bit the most recent quarter, but there's still strong growth still. Looking back in time, I thought it might be fun to compare the typical size of U.S. homes and how that size has changed over the years. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Comparing the average size of the new home in 1920 to 2017, how much larger do you think today's homes are on average? At the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so... Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it is official 
no one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 
Okay, before the break, I gave you my trivia question comparing the average size of a new home in 1920 to 2017. How much larger is it? So the answer, a home in 2017 is more than two times as large as a typical 1920 home. Okay, so how big was your house when you were growing up? I know that we were in a three-bedroom house when I left the house. I moved out when I was 16, so I was young. Uh, I shared a room with my brother, um, and the other bedroom was shared with with, uh, two other brothers, and my mom had my longest brother in her bedroom with my dad. So that's how that worked out. So when I moved out, they had extra room. Kind of interesting. Tony, San Ramon. How you doing, Tony? Hi, Steve. Um, I just wanted to have your take on uh, real estate in general or buying rentals at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the spring season, there seems to be a lot more um, uh, properties uh, out in the, uh, available. Mm-hmm. I know rates have spiked up quite a bit, but there seems to be a little bit more inventory. I yes. want to see what your take is buying now versus buying maybe three to six months later. Thank I you. think it would be better to wait, even though interest rates, mortgage rates will go up. Uh, but I do think the prices will probably stagnate, and but the inventory will be much more. That's what I think is going to happen. I have a number of brother-in-laws who are – I have five brother-in-laws, uh, three, four of which are real estate appraisers. And so I talk to them quite often, um, and they're still busy. Houses are still pretty, at least here in the Southern California, houses are still hot. But as I read all the articles across the nation, I see it looks like real estate is topping, and you're correct. Inventory is starting to move up a little bit, finally. And the more inventory you have, the less pressure. So if you're out there going trying to buy a rental, you're still going to be paying top dollar right now. Um, and I just think that it might be wise to wait a little bit to see if we can get a, a better price. Best time to buy is during a recession, <laughs> you know, uh, because then the price of prices will probably fall pretty good. So I, I think you need to wait a little bit. That's what I think. But I like real estate. I'm, I mean, I sold all my rental properties. I had six of them, I think. It was about six. Back in, I sold the last several in 2004. So this some time ago. Let's go to Graham in Atlanta. I want to talk about Roth IRAs. Graham. Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I'm about 24 years old, um, mm-hmm. and I've you know just recently started getting into investing and listening to your podcast. It's been very helpful. Um, you know, I have some positions. Um, I've maxed out my 2022, and I'm finishing up maxing out my 2021 i just learned that i could still do that um so while i'm doing trying to make some investment choices i have some positions and uh dividend funds like schd and vym i have some just general you know s p 500 like voo and i have some growth and value positions as well and i'm wondering um you know what other you know uh, industries or markets you would look at as far as continuing to diversify my portfolio. I'm, you might want to look into having some uh, some precious metal exposure as a possible capital gains and defense of a of a very volatile market. 
And you might want to consider a, a small position or, or a medium-sized position in a commodity-type space. I, to do that, I would probably cut back the growth stocks, the growth space. Okay. Value space would be better for, for the time being. Uh, that's what I would do. And were you talking about your Roth IRA or your regular IRA or your 401k when you're talking about investing? My Roth. Roth. Okay. I have so. A 401k. Yeah, I like the Roth. Yeah, I like the Roth. As, and you got a 401k at work? Mm-hmm. Okay, so good. Is it a Roth 401k or regular 401k? Um, it's I've got deferred and I have Roth. So, I, you know, I've kind of split some okay. up into, you know, okay. Uh, into. Okay. Keep it up and you'll do very well. Expect to have volatility. But if you just keep putting money in the market at 24, by the time you're 50, you'll be extremely happy. Trust me in this. Graham, appreciate the call. Thank you for the call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Let's see. We want to – you know that Musk bought 9.2% of Twitter stock, right? So he's going to be an active – Participant, he just was named on the board, so he is not going to be one of these guys that doesn't do anything. So just pay attention because you might see a, a, a little bit of change in what Twitter's doing because he's a smart guy, you know. Anyways, uh, also, should you invest in the metaverse, cryptocurrency, or the stock market? What should you do? We we all know the stock market historically has done very well. Okay, but you have new new assets of the metaverse and cryptocurrency, very, very high speculative space. The metaverse more than cryptocurrency. But the metaverse, do you know what it is? Have you anybody ever talked to you? It's it's the big uh, the buzz is about the metaverse, which essentially um, difficult to explain to a lot of people, but it's a combination of. Uh, media, social uh, media, Facebook, and 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 it's just a combination of out there in the sphere. Uh, the and it's hard to tell. It's hard to explain to most people. But you can buy real estate in the meta- metaverse. You know, um, it's a virtual. Uh, you can buy virtual property. In the metaverse, because everybody thinks that's going to be someplace where people transact business and live and play in the metaverse. So it's worth money. But how do you take how do you take advantage of it? Well, you can buy real estate. Uh, I know that one uh, one uh, Andrew Kirk, one recent investor spent four hundred fifty thousand dollars to buy. A, a plot of land right next to rapper in a neighborhood in the metaverse, right next to rapper Snoop Dogg. So it's billions of dollars, probably going to go to trillions of dollars worth of value there. Whereas cryptocurrency, I think more people are more familiar with it, but still not sure how it works. Cryptocurrency, the two big cryptocurrencies is uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, Ethereum coin. Uh, and that I th- I I think I think both the metaverse and cryptocurrency are here to stay, everybody. So you're going to learn more and more and more about it. But it's really at this point in time, super high speculative stuff, and not for the average person. 
not for you for just getting started in investments. It's just to, you can make lots of money or you can lose all your money. Stock market is a much sta- more stable place to be when you first start out. So be very, very careful with what you do with your money. Remember, you're in charge of it. You're responsible for your own growth and assets. Don't be rolling the dice on things you don't know anything about. Okay, let's grab another caller question from 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve or Justin. I was wondering your opinion about Leggett and Platt, symbol L-E-G. Looked like it had an intriguing dividend, and it looked like it had a couple rough months and as far as stock price. Wanted to see what your thoughts were on the company and if you thought there was a, a good entry point. Thank you. Bye. I think it's a little late to get into the sphere. Leggett and Platt manufactures home furniture, commercial fixtures, uh, wire, uh, tubing materials. So it, you know, supplies for the home builders and stuff. Um, I, I think it had a great run from the March of 2020 low, like $23, all the way up to 60 and it's on its way down now. It's at 35 I don't think the reason why it's down, why is that coming off? Why is it falling from 60 to 35 in the last, what, since June of 21? Why? Because all the, because we, you're, you're late to the party. Every investor always looks forward, forward, and what they see is a Federal Reserve raising rates, right? Tightening money supply, and that's generally not good for the home market. So that wouldn't be good for these kind of companies, even though they make lots of money now. So I just think you're a bit late to the party here. Even though it's a good company, pays a really div- nice dividend, 4.8%. Uh, it's very healthy, but it's also very cyclical, and you're on the downside of the cycle. So, you know, I think where will it stop falling? It's hard to know that. I mean... It's down below in the last year, down below all support in the last year. Now you got to go all the way back to 2019, 2018, and right around $30 was the support at $35 now. Okay? Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, I always take a little time out, talk about KPP Financial, if I can, during this hour. We are based in Irvine, California, which is between... Uh, San Diego and L.A. counties in Orange County. Irvine is in Orange County. And, you know, we also, you know what we operate under, a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And we implement this by doing different things, different things from other people. We buy, we don't buy, we don't have to present a certain point of view. It's unbiased guidance. We don't, we don't owe any allegiance to any Big house, money house. I'm talking about Goldman Sachs or Wells Fargo, any of those big guys. We are independent completely. Now, even some of the independents, though, still owe allegiance to certain places. We do not. We also practice parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things for ourselves. We do for our clients at the same price, same percentage. We're on the same side of the table as you. Okay. And I do really encourage you, you know, take advantage of our free portfolio of review assessment. We'll take a look at your positions, talk to you a bit, find out what kind of person and investor you are, and, and tell you if we think you, what you're doing fits you. If it does, great. If you feel confident in what you're doing, great. We don't have to, you don't have to be a client of ours. You don't. 
We like it to be, but you don't have to. It's okay. So, we there's no obligation. We would love to talk to you. If you want to talk to us, go to investtalk.com or kppfinancial.com. Click on the Contact Us button or fill out you know any kind of contact response there, and we will call you. We will call you. We will contact you, email, any way you want. Okay? So, let's go ahead and squeeze another caller. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Steve. I have a question about Huntington Ingalls Industries. It's a military shipbuilding company. I really like that space, and I want to invest in it. At the current price, I see it's falling down. And I was looking at a chart, I was thinking maybe uh, mid-180s is a good time to pick that up. Let me know. Thanks. Okay, let's take a look at it. Um. Newport News, out of Newport News, Virginia, builds and repairs U.S. naval nuclear-powered aircraft carriers, submarines, uh, Burke-class destroyers, uh, an $8 billion company. They're going to make $18.26 next year. They have long, long-term government contracts, right, to build these ships. So, um, and their fortunes are unfortunately based on what Washington does with their spending package. And right now you have a Washington who is trying to roll back some of the spending on on military. But, you know, there's still lots of spending. Don't, don't get me wrong. They pay a 2.3% dividend. They're at $200 stock. They're going to make $18 next year. So that tells you it's fairly low price. But they've always been low price. Okay, return on equity is very good. Cash flow is good. Management owns 3%, but sales are shrinking. Down 3% in the last quarter. So, I, I, it has no interest for me because you're, uh, you're on the downside of the cycle. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break. So, get your questions ready. 888-99-CHART. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. Let's talk to Alan in the Bay Area. Hi, Alan. Hello, Steve. How are you? Good. Thank you for the call. I was, uh, I was, thank you. I was concerned about being uh, shipping services. I want to know your opinion if you like this stock and if you like any entry points okay. for this company. Zim Integral Shipping Services, the symbol is ZIM, it's out of Israel. An Israeli based asset light container liner shipping company providing, provides cargo solutions for all industries. The $7.4 billion company. Make, it's going to make $37 a share this year, which makes it a 2 PE. Next year, though, it's only going to make $14.61. So it's going to go down. I think it has great cash flow, pays a really high dividend, but I don't think you should rely on those numbers uh, because the, earnings, the, the sales are going to probably fall sharply. Uh, even though they're growing now, they've been growing very nicely. But I think you're at the top of its game right now. Um, 
at fourteen dollars and sixty cents is still a pretty cheap company. It's what uh, five. Uh, 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 so it, you know what is it's pretty low, uh, five six seven PE. So and it has a really great return on equity of one hundred ninety one percent. Everything looks really good financially. It's only a one year old company though, and it's moved up consistently. From $8 up to now sixty, almost $62 a share. Recently, it's starting to sell off a little bit. Fell sharply today, down 8% or so, about the same amount yesterday. I think you're looking at it retracing now, and I think it's going to retrace, could retrace all the way down to about $30. So I think you don't buy it yet. I would not. Okay? Appreciate the call. Good, solid company, though. It's just... Very, very volatile. So be very, very careful. The industry it's in very cyclical. And you know, we've been at a very good part of the cycle last year or two. And I still think we're going to still be in a decent part of the cycle still, growth cycle. But with the Federal Reserve, uh, <laughs> I just don't like to fight the Fed. And we had the, 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 um, the 10 year and the two year invert, right? This last last week, and now it's normal again. But when it ever inverts, that's a signal for a recession down the road. But I can't tell you when. And the market as a, a can go up thirty thirty five percent usually does after the first inversion. So don't think it's just going to collapse. It's not. But what happens when the Fed starts raising rates again? Is that going to push the short term rate up higher than the long term rate? Probably will. So it'll be inverted. So you got to be really, really careful. Hey, everybody. Um, now, the U.S. stops Russian bond payments. So Russian sold bonds, you know, government bonds, and they owe payments. And Russia has about $600 million held in the U.S. banks, and they want to pay their bond payments. And the U.S. government said they let them pay it before, but now they're saying no. When I say before, even after the... Uh, after the sanctions, they still let them pay the bond payments to the bondholders. But now they're saying no. I thought about this, and not I'm not, not even thinking about the Russian bond, the, all this sanctions and all that stuff. But thinking long term, you as a foreign government, wouldn't you have to think hard about how much reserves you're going to keep in American dollars when America stops you from using your money even to pay your own national bond bonds what asset would benefit from that and for some reason in my head i'm thinking shouldn't gold benefit from that because if you're a foreign country wouldn't you say well gee i better hold on to my own reserves in the form of gold in my own country i don't know just a thought seems like it would make sense and by the way, cryptocurrency taxes on gains is taxed just like any other capital gains on stocks. So you treat it the same. Okay? 888-99-CHART. That's calls. You can still ask questions even after the show. But I'm Steve Peasing. We're going to have to close this particular show. Justin and I want to thank you for listening. And we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us. It's free. Free podcast. Free downloads. 
And thank you for pushing us above 40 million downloads. That was that was really that was a milestone we were shooting for. Thank you very much. Get yours anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and or and or Spotify. And please, if you do get it downloaded through um, iTunes, please rate us. We would love a rating. Of course, we would love a great rating, but it's up to you. You can leave uh, uh, you can leave a question if you do rate us, and we'll answer that question right away. Independent thinking and shared success. This is the best talk, everybody. Have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.